Um, hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Yo, What the Hell, um, a so far weekly podcast where two friends with sometimes some guests, sometimes our beautiful producer, um, and other times combinations of all of them get together and discuss whatever interesting topic we have settled on for the week. Um, this week, I am the glorious Lord Count Dooku, and this is my co-host. I'm Darth Jar Jar, but you can just call me Jar Jar for brevity. What a beautiful cocksucker. That's that's a wonderful, wonderful fucking like, handle to go with there. And that should give away our topic this week. Um, we're going to um, discuss, also known as possibly bitch, about Star Wars. So here we are. We have a wonderful guest today who uh, we will allow him to introduce himself. Hi, you can call me Canto Bite. I'm here to defend <laughs> Star Wars, particularly the new trilogy, or the, I guess, most recent trilogy, 7, 8, and 9. Which brings us to our ground rules. We're going to try to stay away from today um, any canon that is now Star Wars Legends. It's going to be hard because I'm immediately want to go want to go into well actually blah blah blah, but we have all agreed it was a good it was a good agreement that we're trying to avoid the well actually the books say this argument because it'll get real dumb real quick if we do that. Actually, I don't I don't know much if anything about the books. I'm particularly just. Into the movies. So I, you'll never have me going into the well actuallys. Good. You made a good life choice because I made a bad life choice. And I've read more of those things than I, I've wanted to or I've needed to, not wanted to. And, yeah, it's kind of disgusting. I'm getting disapproving looks from everybody on the call. So I get it. Like, I understand why. None of you should look at me fine after that because it's not good. Say I have only read the Darth Bane trilogy, and that shit was dope. Yeah, that shit should be canon. They just need to like make an an- some badass animated movies of that and deal with it. Yeah, I mean they had him in uh, the Clone Wars, I think, as like a holocron. But... Yeah, and didn't Darth Plagueis show up in like uh, Episode Two? Man, I gotta watch those. Sound fun. I need to watch all those. I mean, I, I really don't recommend rewatching those. I know they were very slow. I love how like five minutes in, we've already broken our ground rule. Well, I don't know. That, it's not really ground rule breaking because we're talking about uh, the movies qualitatively. Ah, yeah. And, and Clone Wars, like, that's fine. Like, that's that's like kind of still recently established we're not discussing non-canon oh we're also not discussing like old trilogies because that's a problem too that's a whole other can of worms that yeah and we're not comparing them yeah so this is fine oh so, yeah i can i i just like my my personal opinion about those is they're slow they've aged poorly 
but I feel like I soften on them a little bit every time I watch them. Maybe it's just pre maybe it's just our prequel memes that just <laughs> slowly rotting I mean, my brain. Yeah, it's, they're just so quotable for how bad they are. Like you can make it relevant to any situation, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> they they fit so much. Well, it was a fun experiment because it was like they were taking this giant, like, error of time that that occurred and using it as a sandbox to play whatever story they felt like playing with for that 30-minute chunk or, I guess, more like 25-minute chunk. And, like, that's a pretty good Star Wars concept. It, I, I like the idea of getting backstory about who is ostensibly one of, like, the biggest and baddest dudes in all of Star Wars canon. But, like, it's just so full of almost needless-feeling melodrama and sometimes very iffy line reads that, like, it makes it a difficult rewatch. Fair enough, fair enough. I... I think every time I've rewatched any of that, it's always been like I'm a few beers deep in the night and I'm watching it at four in the morning when everyone else is in bed. So I may not be the best judge of, um, you know, little Star Wars flicks there. I mean, if you're going to watch them, like, I feel like that's a prerequisite. <laughs> I don't know. I watched them all completely sober over the course of three days. That sounds punishing. Yeah, that should be outlawed by the Geneva Convention. It was a a little grueling at times. I definitely had my eyes sliding off the screen (laughs) from time to time. But, like, all in all, uh, I I really enjoyed revisiting the first, the Aridge and then I really enjoyed revisiting uh, the the sequel trilogy, because a lot of it feels so fresh. <sighs> Big caveat, I don't really particularly care for 9. There were a lot of rewrites and a lot of uh, changes made that I think really hampered my enjoyment of that last film. But I think overall, the first two, two-thirds of that trilogy are well worth watching. Okay, so we're at the crux of it now, or the yeah, yeah. the meat, and I, I will agree with you. The first one, I like Seven. I like Seven quite a lot. Like, I went into that when, when it first came out in theaters thinking, like, holy fuck, this is going to be so bad. I don't like the Marvel movies. This is going to be so bad. Disney's going to do a terrible job. Pretty good job. Like, I went in thinking it would be trash. It's like an eight or nine. Eight or nine in my mind. Pretty solid movie. Good Star Wars. Much better than the first two of the second Lucas trilogy. Um, and the second one, I think, is okay. But the last one is just like... Yeah. That, that third one is nearly indef- indefensible. I, I don't... Like, I have a hard time even, like... I, I couldn't even revisit it. I saw it once, and then instead of rewatching it, I 
started reading the original, like the leaked script for what nine was supposed to be. Oh, I didn't have yet finish it, but it's, I think it's far more interesting than, uh, what actually came about, but I'd like to know why, because I can, if we don't have to quibble over seven, that's fine. I don't think it's, I probably don't think it's as good as you think it's good. Eight is where we're going to differ. So I'd like to know, what is it you don't like about eight? Okay. With eight, sir, I feel like with eight, they tried to get more adventure. They tried to get more adventurous while also tapping into nostalgia. Which I believe backfires terribly because what they essentially did is they created a, a chase, like a pointless chase film. Like there's really like the enemy is always coming, they're always fleeing, they're getting away barely each time, and it's formulaic and not very exciting. But furthermore, they try to do like things to establish into Star Wars and the universal world that I just ooh, had problems with. Um, one, Space Witch Leia. Um, I really hated that. That whole thing, like, really kills me. Um, I don't know why I stuck on that. Like, there's still people. I'm okay. Leia's a Jedi. That makes, that's, yeah. that, that's established. That's established. Um, so that's fine. And it was fine that she was, like, showing she was a Jedi, because I saw some nerds complaining about that. But why was she, like, flying through the cold void of space? That's the, that's not a Jedi thing. She's not a fucking Saiyan. She's not Goku flying around being like, rules don't matter to me. So, I mean, ostensibly, she, what she did is just, she just force-pulled herself towards the, towards the ship. I mean, I, if we're already conceding the fact that the Force exists... Why couldn't she survive a few seconds in space and force pull herself back to safety? She is already a space wizard. That is sound, but I'm not sure I like that it's sound. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can dislike the argument, but like we, we have to acknowledge that at the core of these films, they are... Movies about space wizards influencing the course of history for the, an entire galaxy. Yeah, no, it, it is definitely a space fantasy as opposed to science yeah. fiction. It's yeah. So, out of the realm of possibility, it is not. And, I mean, they do even uh, literally in what is that five uh, when Luke is giving his little. Uh, I have the force speech. I have the force. My father had it. My sister has it. Yeah, she has the force. It's pretty well established. Even within solely film continuity. Fair enough. Okay. And actually, here's here's one of the things, though. Okay. We can get into it whenever you want to, but I'm going to defend Canto Bite. Because the Canto bite scene actually is the reason that I like this mo- this particular movie. Please explain. So, actually, it it feels like 
for the last few decades of filmmaking, every turn that your protagonists make somehow lands them back into the middle of what they were supposed to be doing. There are no mistakes. It's it's like a Rube Goldberg machine for uh, for filmmaking, where at the end, they were right the whole time to go the way they did. I actually kind of like the subversive element of, hey, they made a mistake. Going to Canto Bite was a mistake. But also, it serves a thematic element where the we would not have the truly fantastic ending scene from The Last Jedi without that where you show where it shows a little boy who was inspired by Ray and Erfin and Rose on Canto Bite and the resistance. Okay, that was that was a good scene. Um you've really thought of some clever and um, well thought out arguments um cuz I would not have made that. I would just my whole personal mind was like, why? Why did you take the two characters that I that I thought were weren't bad, even though a lot of people don't like either, mm-hmm. and and do this to them? But that that does acknowledge that mistakes are made, and uh, yeah, I see. The first time I saw that movie, I did not like it. It didn't click with me. But like on subsequent rewatches, the uh, I have the quote written down when at the end of the movie, when Rose pushes Finn out of the way of the big, I don't remember what it's called. The big laser that they're, that the forest order is trying to use to cut into the, uh, the bulkhead Mm. on a crate. She says, that's how we're going to win. Not fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. She's, She's essentially just the the resistance is not just better because they're not evil. They're actively fighting for a better world. And by going to Canto Bite, they show what how the rich live lavishly and they gamble away all of their their wealth that they just can. And they show the poorest of the poor, those poor little resistance kids that will one day hopefully grow into resistance fighters. It's really an emotional scene. You, you make us all a point. And you, you also made a um, statement that I hadn't thought about of why you said that the first time you watched it, you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And it was rewatches that brought it to, around for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that, something that maybe I need. I haven't rewatched that one. I, I read synopsis of it again and I rewatched the first one of them and I rewatched, um, what is that bloody movie where everyone dies? That was beautiful. Rogue one. That's a, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, necessarily here to talk about non mainline movies. <gasps> that is true. But I, but I am, actually a pretty big fan of uh of rogue one less so for solo because i didn't see that one but rogue one i would definitely agree with you if someone doesn't like that then they just don't like star wars because it was everything that i personally wanted in a star wars see i didn't like it you didn't like it no i i like just 
I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch it. But whenever I first saw it, I was just like, eh, this is not great. And I don't like ask me to try to like say what I didn't like about it because I don't fucking remember a thing about that movie. I just know that I didn't fucking like it and like left left the theater mad. So I was being just a fucking salty piss baby. It's (laughs) it's cool. I you know like at the core at the core of these uh at the core of this. Some of these movies, not all these movies, are for everyone. And I, I think actually, especially the uh, non-mainline, are definitely not for everyone. Because the mainlines are what are meant to be mass appeal. Everybody sees these, everybody likes them. They're Star exactly. Wars. They're quintessentially yeah. Star Wars. I mean, yeah, Canto, Canto Bite, it feels weird at first. And I, God, I especially love uh, the whole bit with Benicio del Toro not being the uh, not being the Han Solo that they needed him to be, because it's such a it's such a fun little subversion. Because again, not everybody's gonna be who you want them to be, and his whole his whole little. Uh, uh, lesson about moral absolutism for uh, for Finn is is really important because like mm-hmm. for him there's it's all just gray lines that he just kind of lives in between. But for Finn, who's had a very real, tangible experience with the First Order, it is very explicit for uh, why he needs to uh, he wants to defeat the First Order because they literally subjugated him they stole him from his home and they forced him into servitude how do you feel about their usage of finn then like as a character because i frankly really liked finn as a character um i liked him a lot as a character actually and i feel like they were going a great trajectory and then like met did at the end yeah, actually, uh, that's uh, that's one of the things that I often take issue with is these films, they're not without flaw. A lot of these, I mean, on the whole, I think they're great, especially eight. But I do feel like, uh, I feel like Finn was definitely ill-used. He was obviously... Like, if you go back to the original, like, promotionals, they kind of positioned him just to be to be another Force-sensitive person. But then they just kind of decided not to go that direction for whatever reason. And I disagree with it, but... Uh, I don't know. I liked... I really liked him. I thought he was a, a very interesting... And in some places, definitely well-developed character. In some places, n- not. Probably the only uh, the only point in its favor that I can give Nine is that every scene with Finn and Poe, it feels like they're just like an old married couple bickering at each other. Like, yes. it was the... It, it made me happy a little bit because 
I wanted that. So I thought the whole movie's building up that it was going to end up with them doing the loot or the Leia and Han thing with Finn and Poe, and they didn't, and that kind of pissed me off because they were they had natural acting chemistry and written chemistry to just be like two space bros who love each other very much, and damn it, I wanted that payoff, and they cheated all of us. Yeah, and as a as a non-straight person in a uh. <laughs> biracial couple I wanted that even more because that kind of representation is super important especially like, especially with the beautiful Oscar Isaac <laughs> love that man I don't, I don't think anyone can argue with that man and his wonderfulness but <laughs> don't even like men and that's a handsome little man <laughs> oh so actually I've got a question for you if you had these issues with eight, how did you feel about uh, Finn in eight, or not Finn, uh, Poe in eight? So he's another problem where I just feel like I feel like they underused him in eight. Like I wanted, I wanted more, and the fact that he is a rogue type in Star Wars, I wanted them to do more dashing and like daring rogue things, and they just didn't do it. That, well, uh, that is explicitly why they didn't. It's uh, frustrating, because, though. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I know. It's it. Yeah, but like that's what everybody wants. They want the dashing rogue to go in and get all the glory and win the battles for everyone but sometimes surviving is more important sometimes living to fight another day is more important than personal glory and he was very ready to die for personal glory hashtag holdo was right uh, he just I just uh, I need to rewatch that then because I still feel like Thinking about it, like why they just could have used you more. Like even if you weren't like being a daring space vagabond, you could have been used so much differently. And I feel like he was lackluster. Yeah. Just like I don't know. Look, I don't. I don't really. The when I think about like the characters in that movie, the only character I'm constantly impressed by, which is disgusting to me to say this, was the writing of Kylo Ren and the usage of Kylo Ren. Which I loved. Kylo Ren's writing was terrific. And actually, I really love some of the character moments with he and Rey. They're just very interesting. They're fantastic. Like uh, like the first moment they uh, they have that mind link. And he he initiates the conversation. He's just like, I, I can't see your surroundings. Can you see my surroundings? And... Ray just immediately, I'm gonna kill you. You're gonna lose. You're gonna go to jail. And he just, you don't think this is weird? <laughs> no, it, it was good. Like, holy hell, they, they, it's like they did such a good job writing this one character that they decided that we don't need to work on everything about everyone else. Yeah, but I, I feel like, I personally feel like they did work on everybody else, especially the twist. 
well, okay, the the one of the multiple twists that is far more relevant to characters, the spoiler alert moment where uh, Ray learns, or I guess admits to herself, that her family isn't special. I love that moment, and to have it completely undone in in nine just it felt so wrong because like it's obviously a course correction because fans didn't really care for eight on the whole and so going back to jj abrams writing and directing they wanted to fix that and say no 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 she was she's related to palpatine she was the whole time she's not nobody she just thought she was yeah, Honestly, which is bad. Yeah, so bad. it's <laughs> and then resurrecting Palpatine for the for the main villain just uh, it, Yeah, Palpatine Glados was terrifying. Talk about and missteps. That was awful. Like It was so predictable. Like, I'm not a huge fan. And I was like, oh yeah. No, they're totally gonna bring Palpatine back. Like that's like the only logical step that they're gonna make. It felt almost shoehorned in my opinion they could have done so many interesting things like okay let's just off the dome you could easily go and have the first order implode on itself and kylo ren become a raging bull that would have been a fantastic ending movie if kylo ren was a raging bull fighting um huxley or whatever that redhead fuck's name is hux Hux, thank you if they would have like went into civil war of each other, that could have been beautiful. It could have been super destructive. You could have had to have a, a Jedi or two if you would have made Finn a Jedi because you're supposed to go fight Kylo, who's in bull raging mode and full Sith. It could have been great, but they decided, oh no, we'll make Palpatine be the puppet master. It'll be beautiful. Yeah, actually, uh, so. That's one of the things that I definitely liked about the... Again, I haven't finished it yet, but reading through the script that was supposedly proposed for Nine, uh, there was a lot that they changed uh, from (laughs) to be uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And one of the big things in that is Ray is still her family is still no one. She's still uh, yeah, she's common folk. How important is that to have your special character be common people, not a Skywalker, a solo, uh, you know, a Calrissian what they thought for Finn. Just like why would you why do you need to shoehorn in all these families? Like what is this Game of Thrones? That's what some nerds want, which is disgusting. They need their little royal daddies to tell them what to do. Yeah. And but uh, one of the one of the big things that was one of the big things they changed. Also, they made uh, they really vadered uh, Kylo Ren. Like he's full. Like in that movie, he is full Sith. Like he does some interesting stuff. Uh. He he goes through to Val Turin, some Sith Lord who found a way to steal life energy 
or life force from from creatures that he just continually absorbs, and he's just become this like seven thousand year old Lovecraftian being. <laughs> and uh, at the end of it, he Kylo Ren learns how to take that life energy from people, and he just goes, "All right, cool," and takes his. And he's just. He's a real badass. That is brutal as fuck. Like it, it's nuts. I doubt most of it would have gotten through uh, Disney censors, but like being that it's an early draft of the script, it's it's definitely more what I wanted. Also, they actually maintained uh, Rose's character between the two movies. Like she actually shows up and does things. Like first ten minutes, she's in the script. It's wonderful. Good, because that was another like another complaint I had. She was one of the things in 8 that I liked. I thought she was the one. I thought they killed her in 8. I wasn't sure that we were going to have, which kind of confused me when 9 popped up. And then she's only there for like two minutes the whole damn movie, just popping in every once in a while. I mean, hi! I didn't think... Yeah, it. they definitely made it seem like they killed her, but they also like carted her away, which... Hmm. It's it could have been it could have gone either way. And honestly, I that kind of open endedness for a character makes sense. Especially when apparently there's as much turmoil within the Star Wars franchise as there was. Yeah, what was up? I don't understand that about nerds. Like what did that lady do that was wrong? She was optimistic? Like, ooh, an optimistic character. She she had the unfortunate disposition of being Asian in a movie that is for white people. Fair enough. That's that is a, uh, that is heavily coated with uh, satire there, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've made this explicitly clear, but the 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 white nerds that ruined Star Wars are the reason we had nine the way it is. Oh no, that's the like you don't have to make that explicitly clear. If people don't grab that, then there's a <laughs> problem with them. Because man, we know yeah. the kind of nerds who ruin shit. But like I mean, they that's really... just what white people do. Yeah. <gasps> Can't even make stuff up about ruining it. It's like I'm... how do your imaginary universe not, you know, conform to my beliefs of what it should be? I mean, which is crazy because they already have space Nazis, so these kids should be like super happy. Like we're on space Nazis yeah. part two, and they should still be like, Yay, space Nazis part two. They're, they're like they're like, man. I didn't. I'm so glad the space alt right is here <laughs> to pre preserve the space white race. Exactly. That. They're worshiping space Hitler, and they have their they have their space Richard Spencer, who is written really well. <laughs> Hux is so good too. Like, just he's such a sniveling little bitch. Just he. Oh, love it because and he's so like backstabby and catty about everything. Oh, he really, he's like, just, you're perfect with describing this backstabby and catty, because it is the bitchiest man I have ever, like, seen portrayed as a side villain. Which, uh, even, <laughs> uh, Snoke thought was, like, a, tr a valuable trait, which, obviously, it wasn't. 
but Snoke. That that was another weird. That that works for me. That worked for me though. But like, cause like, uh, w- would it be breaking a rule to mention rule of two? Because that's pretty explicitly set oh, within yeah. the fr- film franchise. Okay. Yeah. So they since they uh the the rule of two is that Sith Lords to become a Sith Lord you literally have to kill your master in combat to secure your space. So having uh Kylo Ren be in a position to kill his master and position himself truly as a Sith Lord was awesome. And not just that, but in one of the most stylish fight scenes in a Star Wars movie. Fair enough. Like, but... the Red Room scene is, v- like, visually, it's a treat. Okay, my, that's, it was really good. That's not my complaint about Snoke. My, my complaint about him is just, they can they gave us no bearings as to why he was there um who was his master and then by bringing back palpatine and making him like oh snoke was my puppet it just completely like neuters having this bizarre lord from the edge of the galaxy come in and it feels like he just used poorly i i and i can definitely agree with and understand that sentiment because like it feels like as impassion or uh, passionately as i talk about i can talk about eight the just the big neon sign that is nine just looming over my head it it undercuts a lot of my uh my compliments to eight because it feels like they they wrote eight specifically to go you didn't like you didn't like eight you, here you guys go. Here's your, here's your meal. You can eat this. It's gonna be just, just like what you wanted. And it 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 panders to people who I feel like weren't daring enough to just go along with eight. Which which is sad because like it was obviously. Or when I saw it, it was like, okay, I don't like this movie very much, but it maybe the next one will be a great payoff because we're getting this like movie that has to set a bunch of shit up. Yeah. And that is how I viewed it. Yeah, like even if you didn't like eight, the the hope that nine could also be in a, in a similar way, just as subversive, just as interesting, just as fresh, and pay off all of the things that were set up by Ryan Johnson. Just Threw that out. They just like that's it. You don't need you don't need don't worry about any of that. Raise a palpatine. <laughs> uh Finn Finn and Poe? They're not they're not gay. They're totally they're two totally straight bros. Just guys being dudes. Oh which gosh, that, that that reminds me of that bizarrely shooed in woman they added in in nine just to show up and hang out with Poe and be like, Oh hey, Poe and I we used to like, really? Really? We gotta do this? This is like really bad here, Disney. Like 
this is really bad. Let's put in the sexy bounty hunter lady to try to make it look like our our rogue isn't um, roguing his way into someone else's pants. He actually, I could have liked that if they'd just been like, well, pose bisexual. That would have been very bold for them, though, sir. But yeah, that's I, that's asking way too much of Disney. I mean, I don't know if you saw fans who acted about whenever they talked about Lando loving the droid. I saw some takes that were like, <laughs> oh my. Like, I don't particularly care about Lando loving the droid. Like, whatever. But man, some nerds. Yeah. And Star Wars, I feel like fandoms get get really uh, have a tendency to get pretty toxic. Like they they have these set of desires that if they're not met, they just lose it. And with eight, they definitely weren't met in the way that they wanted to. They wanted to be. But uh, one of the one of the other elements that I think about a lot, and I mean a lot, <laughs> I thought about it a lot. How do you feel about Luke? Okay, I initially hate what they did with Luke. Initially, yeah. Um, I initially got really mad, and the way you, the way that they like let Luke go out and the force projection. Wasn't a fan of at all. Um, I did kind of like the idea of him retreating to, if we're not going to make Luke become um, Professor Dumbledore and teach all the little Jedi mages to be like big Jedi mages, um, then making Luke become a weird monk who lives on an island, I'm okay with that. And and initially, I really hated making Luke the man who dies through weird space projection was on the ass. Yeah, I don't know. Like, back to Luke. Like, I thought that it was okay. Um, I don't know. Him being a like space hermit was cool. Like, I was a big fan of that whole angle. Like, I felt like it was natural for his character. Like, why wouldn't he, you know, fuck off to go live on space island? Um. But, I don't know. Making him, like, the the man that, like, Ray has to go to, I don't know, felt, like, kind of predictable. And I kind of wasn't a fan of that. I'm going to defend that, though. Because to me, it feels like whenever Luke has to go to Dagobah to find Yoda. Because there's no, none, of the, none of these space wizards are just around everywhere. They're all fucking dead. And so you have to go to your dumb... It's, it's a hark back that doesn't bother me. Kind of like That's you're fair. supposed to and Poe. That's fair, yeah. No, I can I can stand by that argument. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. Like, I guess where the fuck else are you going to go? Yeah, because, yeah, uh, no, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, the, they just... I, I actually think the, uh, the reason they left Luke for last in 7 is because the whole time you were watching it, at least I was, I was thinking, all right, where is he? Where's Mark Hamill? Yep. You, you just need to see that beautiful blonde bastard show up, and he wasn't showing up, and it was weird. But 
I really liked the way he was portrayed. I liked weird space hermit Luke because yeah, he just it's just he just became a weird hermit, like just like it, uh, Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fresh take. If you're not gonna make him, like I said, space Dumbledore, then a hermit's fine. Yeah, and actually, uh, everything in the story that like leads to him being a space hermit makes complete sense, especially with like everything that happened with Ben and wanting to isolate himself and going back to the sacred text and trying to figure out where he could have gone better. Like it, it all makes sense in my mind. Like it logically tracks. Yeah. I'm glad we agree on that one. Cause yeah, that's, I felt like that was going to be a hard fight. Cause oh. my, my only, like I said, my original issue with it, sir, was the fact that they killed Luke by having him astral project himself and wear himself out. But I no, know. Now I love it because it makes more sense that, of course, he's the most powerful Jedi maybe ever. Of course, he can have a full-blown battle with an astral projection, but it might just kill him. Yeah, and uh, actually, his uh, his death scene when he when he's sitting on that rock, staring off into the horizon, it's it is a direct reference to what. Uh, Yoda said to him before, he said, Skywalker, still look into the horizon. Because that's what he, it's what the movies opened with. It's basically what the franchise opened with. Him looking off into the horizon, wishing for a better life. That's a good point. God damn. Mm-hmm. And then he just becomes the force. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. He stares off into the horizon one last time. And becomes the force, just becomes one with the force. It's beautiful. It's touching. Uh, that's depressing. That's like that's like a, that's like the ending of a really depressing cowboy movie. <laughs> Which Boys, I, I mean, guess it's all done. It's I just space western. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, I can say that. Space yeah. Clint Eastwood movies could be fun without Clint Eastwood, of course. <laughs> I I'd love to see what Clint Eastwood could do with a uh, with a Star Wars movie. It would probably be racist. <laughs> yeah, I was say, well, just he, space racism. You know, in his in his credit, he might try to find some alien race to be racist against. I mean, he'd probably try to tie it back to like a real existing people, but you know, at least we could obscure it by it being literal aliens. <laughs> Yeah. Apartheid <laughs> is okay when it's aliens, right? Absolutely. Like, there's no big deal if you just put the aliens in their own camps and let them live there. I feel Not like a problem. That's the, uh, I mean, that's the line that's too far. I feel like I feel like police would like watch District Nine as a documentary. <laughs> uh, they had big old crab. Shrimp people in South Africa makes sense. Apartheid understandable now. I gotta say though, if I if I can convince you to rewatch eight with fresh eyes and maybe a new perspective, that is a win for me because like I feel like a lot of people took this movie as being more mean spirited than it was. And 
I, at first blush, it feels like it could be, but it also just feels so hopeful. Like, everything about it is just looking forward to see what can be built in Star Wars. And that's what I love seeing. Well, you've definitely convinced me to rewatch it, so I'm probably going to do that this week. Um, I the only, the only thing that I'm just glad and grateful, sir, that you're not on here defending Nine because that's what I was worried about. I watched Nine this week because I hadn't seen it. I'd avoid it because it got such bad ratings. Um, when 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 reviewers like professional reviewers, Reddit, um, the garbage pile at 4chan all agree on something that something is bad, I get worried and think that holy shit, this might actually be bad. I maybe just shouldn't watch this, and I didn't. And when I did, I was I. It was maybe better than I expected, but I'm still saying it was maybe a 3.5, maybe a 4 on a good day. Yeah. Like, there were some things I liked about it. It it definitely suffered a lot from rewrites, because it's obvious that because they had to just retcon all of 8, they decided that it was going to be basically 2.5 and 3. So they had to, like cram in as much exposition in the front half of the movie so that they could play with the last, like, what, hour and a half, maybe? And it's just... It's just information overload and bad direction... Like, bad... Not direction. Bad story decisions, I think. Yeah. I felt like it was just, like, okay. It felt like there was... I guess, yeah, like trying to cram too much into mm-hmm. their allotted time. It felt just rushed and not, not, not concrete on some ideas. It felt like they, like, really just, they had to, they had to redo everything that was done. And then after that, they had to, like, finish the movie. And it just it it doesn't work. It doesn't work in most respects. I think some. I mean, I'm gonna. I could defend the performances because, like, they were solid in seven and eight. I can't imagine why they would suddenly just drop off in quality. But no, I couldn't defend. I I couldn't defend nine if I. Like, unless I, like, really had to. Like, if I had to, like, deep dive into the thematics and, like, truly try to pull something out, I might be able to, but... It feels like wasted effort on a movie I don't like in the end. Yeah, it's... Gosh, I, I'm trying to think right now. I'm going through my head of what, like, worked and what I liked about it, besides, like... I mostly like Kylo Ren. Yeah. Uh, and I mostly like Ray. I don't like Ray's backstory at all. Um, I think that it was an interesting choice at the end to have the merger with Ray and Kyla or Ben, whatever we want to call him. Yeah. I think that was an interesting choice. Uh, I wish he was the villain, but. Yeah. And also, uh, like, it's just so funny. Like, it feels like they rewrote history twice. When they go, no, she's actually a Palpatine. And then at the end of the movie, she's like, I'm Ray Skywalker. It's like, can we just 
pick one if you're gonna be like do if you're gonna be like a space dynasty of magic wizards, you know, maybe we could just pick one story. Oh, gosh, I know. Like one, I was confused on why they just didn't have the woman have her own name. Like, yeah. Like, she was, I mean, you could have been, like, Jabu, or she could have literally been anything she wanted to be. She could Who's have been no. Yeah. Ex- God. Could have been. Also, I'm not, I wasn't in love with the uh, Kylo Ren Ray love. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that was, like, some weird-ass Romeo Juliet shit. <laughs> like, suddenly they're like, oh, yeah, they were in love the whole time. I think it's an interesting thing that they could have played with better. I would have liked that better if they were both also if Kylo was the actual villain. I feel like it would have worked better, gentlemen. I know everyone's going to think it's mad, but like the fact that for both of them, they've never had the um, space wizard connection with anyone. Mm-hmm. Where they can like transmit their thoughts through time and space, and they are evenly matched, and they're both the only people like them. It would make a lot of sense to be like, I hate you so much. The only way to make this work is to fuck it out of you, and then <laughs> even go there. Yeah, I, I honestly, I was so into a fan theory for that. And it was that they were going to flip sides. And, like, you could see little bits of it in 8 where uh, Ray is training and she went right for the dark side. And Luke's like, why? He's like, there was a dark... You went straight for it. You didn't even hesitate. And, like, that level of opportunism, that level of desire, I thought that that's, like, a flaw for her. And... If, and then obviously they had positioned uh, Kylo Ren to be already struggling with turning towards the light side and moving away from the atrocities he'd committed. But, so I thought, a switch? God, that'd be beautiful. Like, how often do you have a main character in a movie just decide, nah, I'm evil now. And the bad guy go, yeah, well, I'm going to stop you. That could have been really good. And I haven't heard this theory because I've I've avoided fan theories until I saw them all. Um, And that would have been really great for I'm the Nazi now. Yeah. (laughs) But. (laughs) (laughs) That it certainly would have been more interesting than the direction they did take it. I did like uh, Kylo Ren in the end turning around and going. And, and turning towards the light side. I thought that that little redemption was nice. I think that he... Uh, I think that it was well... Well acted. Especially when... Uh, that fight scene happened. I don't remember the name of the planet. But... She had to, like, sacrifice some of her life force to, like, heal him. I thought that was nice. Not romantic in any way, but nice. Platonic life-saving. They, they could have built yeah, it up. It was, it was building. 
I don't know. I mean, you look at it as like a human element. It's just like, oh, I mean, I hate you, but I don't want you to like die outright, you know, at this moment. Yeah. yeah. That's uh that was it. It's just like I didn't see I just didn't see romance in those two. I could I could definitely have seen friendship just like she's like, "Yeah, I respect you and that you you're not a Nazi anymore." <sighs> Like, that's a respectable thing to not be is, you know. <coughs> yeah, like a, like a yin and a yang type thing. I mean, also like just not being a Nazi. Like, that's like rule, rule number one. <laughs> but I think, yeah, on the whole, that movie is just a huge flop. <coughs> I, uh... I thought the fight scene was interesting for uh, Palpatine, Ray, and uh, 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 Kylo Ren. I almost called him Adam Driver, um, but <laughs> you're not like, wrong. <laughs> yeah, I have a tendency to to revert to actors' names when I can't think of the character. But I think that I thought that fight scene was interesting but like I also had an issue is that Palpatine to me looked like uh, Colin Mokri from Whose Line Is It Anyway <laughs> and so it was like yeah. all I could see yeah. throughout every time I see he was on screen oh, yeah, well, yeah. That's I just want to yeah, I just want to see Palpatine now say the letter H and go into the <laughs> Gosh damn it. Yeah. It, it was definitely off-putting every time I saw him. <laughs> God, he was just... I don't know. The whole, the whole Palpatine thing. The Palpatine thing alone is enough to mess up the whole movie. And I feel like that was maybe not even the worst thing. Well, no, that's probably the worst thing they did. That has to... That, because that, that also involves Ray's parents, which is terrible. I was not expecting to see the side-by-side of Palpatine. <laughs> it was so perfect. Oh, God, I feel like I was going to pee myself. <laughs> yeah, it, uh... I saw that on Tumblr, actually, and... It's beautiful. Yeah, it. I I I want to point out. I also thought that before I saw that, but then I saw that on tum, on Tumblr, and that was. <laughs> it's never not made me laugh. I think about uh, your friend Palpatine and your pal friend Patine all the time. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> that's so disgustingly wonderful. God damn it, that's beautiful. But <sighs> it. I don't know. The whole nine just... I, I'm, once again, so glad you didn't, sir, defend a nine, because I kept running through my head about how I could, like, like, okay, what's good about nine? What's good about nine? What's good about nine? And all I can think about is there's character development that's good, but yeah, they cut I, other characters, and the, CPDO, the CP3O thing was weird with the language. I feel like that was literally just added in there so they could go introduce Poe's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. 
also also uh can we talk about how weird it, i mean we don't have to we can we talk about how weird it is though that like there's just a a group of space black people that just live together on one planet like i don't It was weird. And then they're trying to like it's, position it's her, great. huh? Oh, I was saying it's 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 not great. Space segregation is not yeah. okay. And then they were like, it felt like they were trying to position that leader girl as like into Finn, and it's like, oh, cool. So you're just trying to put the black people together more. Not a good look. God, I didn't even think about that. I just thought they were trying to ungay him. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, that's definitely. Because they kept, you know, doing his, like, oh, but Ray, I think I love you, like, almost speeches every, like, 30 minutes. I I mean, why not both? Like, why not both? Yeah, why not, why not have a space polycule? Why not none? I just want (laughs) a nice dashing boyfriend, that's all I wanted. Yeah. No, it's just... Go on space adventures and do fun gay shit together. It'd be great. But no, they missed the mark. And they just like completely <sighs> shelled Rose, which was unfortunate because she's actually a really good actress. She was a really interesting character. It was it's rare to have an everyman in the char- in Star Wars that isn't um Luke or Jar Jar. Actually. Which, yeah. Like that's like all of them were just regular people. Poe is just an exceptionally good pilot for the resistance. Yep. Finn, a literal former stormtrooper. Ray, a girl from Jakku. And then Rose, just a working class girl. Like beautiful. All progress for the working class. I mean, it could have been the Proletariat trilogy, but they couldn't do that. They couldn't give you the Proletariat trilogy. They had to go to whiny middle class people who were mad that it didn't feel like the Star Star Wars nostalgia. Yeah. Which. That's. And that's why they. That's why all of the people, almost universally, liked Seven. Because seven hit a lot of the same beats as the originals. That was they like they wanted to redo it, but they also wanted to make sure that there was something in it that was like typical Star Wars for fans to like latch onto. Which was I don't know that could, that was probably a mistake from the beginning. Even if it was good, like to have the nostalgia at all was probably I feel like a terrible. I think it's good to have a recognizable point of entry for fans, both old and new. And then to, once you set up that world, play with it. The way Ryan Johnson did, experiment with it. But then they wanted to go back to the boilerplate with uh, Nine. All right. Well, let's end our complaining then about nine there because that's yeah. like this could literally become a like seven hour like dissection of nine like i've just seen it so it's fresh in my mind and um i'm 
very sure all three of us could slowly interject and slowly build more and more upon this. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally feel that the future of this franchise is through television. And I just want to hear everyone else's thoughts about that. I definitely agree. I mean, I know you haven't finished the Mando uh, yet. Uh, I have, and it's good. You need to get on that shit. Otherwise, like, spoilers are going to happen. But I agree that, like, the future is television. I feel like it's more palatable, um, especially for our attention spans now. Like, who the fuck's going to sit through hour and a half, two hour movie, like, all the way through? I mean, nerds will, but your everyday working man mm-hmm. you, you know your 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 nerf herder if you will is not going to sit through a two-hour movie that's me on my soapbox actually uh if i may so uh i agree with that uh because especially if fans don't like an episode they don't have to rewrite as much very true. You can retro, like, fix that without causing a problem really easily. It's just like, oh, that episode was kind of shitty. Okay. It, I hope, too, gentlemen, that, like, with the television and them going the route of, like, The Mandalorian, that perhaps they will make, take more bold chances and experimentations, such as your defensive eight, without doing something such as eight and pouring in that much money and that much time and resources into this one thing for people to be like, ah, no. Like, I feel like it's akin to how Lucas just in the nineties opened up the floodgates and let everyone play in his sandbox with the novels, which I think is a great theory. Like, frankly, what I'm waiting for is the day when that happens to more franchises. Like, I want that to happen to the shit festival. That's, J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter. Just give it the Star Wars book treatment. I don't want her to write a damn thing again. I never want to hear from her writing again. But you can sure as fuck bet I want the Wizarding World in the West in the 1800s. I fucking want that. I want the story of Juan and Jason, the two wizard bounder hunters, wandering through fucking Arizona and Chihuahua. That sounds great. But I don't want Rowling to do it. She's bad. Yeah, I agree. Actually, uh... I do think there was a uh, a lot lost when they decanonized all the novels, and I think that there's definitely a lot of inspiration in there that they could have used. But I mean, I guess they can still use it. They just can't call it the same things. It's just sad. Hopefully, they'll fix it as time goes on and fix things. We'll see. But I, I think this is going to be our natural ending then. Mm-hmm. Just the sadness of knowing that it's a, everything maybe it's okay. It might be better. Hopefully television will save us all. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe the, you know, galaxy far, far away is a bit brighter. Or it could be collapsing upon itself, you know. I Yeah, there's heat death, so it could be bright. Like, also sounds pretty you- warm. Uh, an ever-expanding sun just...
Yeah, I think we will wrap it up. And I have been Dooku this week. We've been joined by... Canto Bite. And I've been Jar Jar. Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> you gotta put some, you know, on that name. And, yeah. Um, you can find me at Whiskey the Devil at Twitter. And you can find me at, at not Bravo Delta. Or you can find the show at, at Yo What the Hell Pod. Uh, you can email us. Uh, give us feedback, please. Uh, let us know what is going on. Uh, and you can email us at, at Yo What the Hell Pod at gmail.com. And then, do you want people to find you, Mr. Canto Bite? No? Nah. No, not really. Don't find him. <laughs> Just don't look don't. for me. Don't look for him. Let him be but yeah that's gonna be uh our show folks goodbye ciao